Hello listeners, welcome to another episode on Rising Above Shadows of Abuse, Raza, with your host, Grace Hopper. Today's episode centers around world news and abuse. Mirror Newspapers, February 20th, 2023, by Paige Freshwater. Trad wife says she's happy to stay at home every day while husband provides. Esther Williams from Richmond, Virginia, America, has dedicated her life to serving her husband in the home while he goes out to work or hunt for food with a bow and arrow. Esther Williams spends six hours a day cooking and cleaning and celebrates being subservient to her husband. She says it's her choice and the way she likes it. Her husband is an electrician who goes to work as a family breadwinner. But far from resembling the real housewives of Beverly Hills, Esther claims she leads a humble existence and is subservient to her husband in a healthy biblical way. She stays at home baking bread, cooking meals from scratch, cleaning and learning how to sew her own clothes. Her husband, Connor, makes a living and goes hunting for food on the weekends. She believes the husband is a provider, the protector and supports the family financially. The woman is the homemaker in her view. She says people are afraid to completely depend on a partner, but in an ideal world, that's what marriage is all about. She's had tons of criticism since she started posting on social media. A lot of people think I'm taking women back to the 1950s and find it completely distasteful. But I believe nobody should be shamed for their choice. Tradwife is a lifestyle trend which involves women adopting traditional gender roles in their marriage. Although ST makes small purchases, such as buying coffee, without asking her husband, she said he has the final say on any big purchases, including buying their house. Esty's Christian faith has inspired her decision to serve her husband, which she describes as an act of honor in the eyes of God. She says she and her husband are reliant on each other. Women don't need to do what men do to be equally important in the world, she said. I think we can be equally important by believing in our roles. She said, on our first date, he said that more than anything, he wanted to give a woman the stay-at-home role. As we began talking about the future, we developed this plan to lead a more traditional lifestyle. The inspiration for Esti's lifestyle stems from her personal view of how her faith influences her lifestyle. The Bible talks about homemaking and a woman's place in the world, she said. It's not the real housewives of Beverly Hills. It's a humble lifestyle. For Estee, cooking is a big part of fulfilling her responsibility to her husband. I spend anywhere between three to five hours in the kitchen every day, she said. It's important that my family has home-cooked meals and not to have overly processed foods. Also hunt their own food, including their doves and rabbits. On top of cooking for her husband, Estee keeps their house looking speak and span and believes in serving him completely in the home. She says, I usually clean for one hour a day. 
I get everything cleaned around the house so when my husband comes home, we can spend time together. He doesn't have responsibilities at home other than heavy lifting and hanging up pictures. It's important that when he comes home from work, he can relax. But despite admitting she's subservient to her husband, she insists he doesn't treat her like a slave. I'm subservient to my husband, but in a healthy, biblical way, she said. I'm happy to do all the laundry, but he doesn't just throw his shirts on the floor. He's very respectful and will always take his place to the sink. He doesn't treat me like a slave. People think that depending on a man financially leads to domestic abuse, she said. But sadly, plenty of women who go to work get abused by their husbands. Esti also doesn't have any issue with women who choose to be financially independent. If women want to be career-based, it is completely their choice, she said. Women fought to have the choice to work and vote. But when I say I don't want to work and want to build a home instead, I have women call me a 1950s housewife and say you can't do that. This is modern homemaking with a little vintage twist, she said. It's not an outdated lifestyle. This lifestyle doesn't have a date. It started in the beginning of time. What are your thoughts about this particular story? Please leave a comment on our social media handles. Thank you. Sky News, 17th of February, 2023, by Janice Mitchell. A man accused of adopting a schoolgirl in the Scottish Brothers earlier this month has now been charged with a series of sex offences. Andrew Miller, 53, was last week accused of adoption and threatening or abusive behaviour. Miller, also known as Amy George, now faces further charges, including the sexual assault of a young child and attempting to defeat the ends of justice. At Selkirk Sheriff Court on Friday, Miller was also accused of being in possession of indecent images of children, sexual exposure and causing a young child to look at a sexual image. Miller of the Scottish Brothers made no plea to the charges and was remanded in custody. His next court appearance is yet to be confirmed. Metro Newspapers, reported by Jordan King on the 17th of February, 2023. Keenan Ridgeway, 21, took 318 pictures of himself abusing his young victim. The attacks happened on two separate occasions, beginning in 2018 in Lincolnshire. Ridgeway shared the content in the dark web but was spotted doing so by Essex police in early 2020. Paul had noticed that six images of the abuse had been shared with someone in Miami, USA. He flagged this to the National Crime Agency, NCA, which arrested Ridgeway in August 2021. This granted investigators access to his devices, showing he had around 30,000 indecent images, including one showing babies being abused. He also had an account on a website which allowed pedophiles to trade and distribute abusive content. A further 42 images of his victim and 355 other indecent photographs and videos with some portraying children being raped were discovered. Prosecutor David Egger told Lincoln Crown Court, These images are now on the dark web, 
There is no way in which any authority can retrieve them. The mom of the child Ridgeway abuse said her heart was broken and told him she hopes he rots in hell. Simon Hurst told Ridgeway, This is not simply a case of sexual images being taken, but I have got to be mindful of the fact that not only did you take them, not only did you distribute them to like-minded individuals, but these are images that have gone worldwide. They will be there forever. They can never be removed. Rigio was described as appearing emotionless throughout the hearing. He pleaded guilty to 16 separate charges last November. They were one count of a child aged under 13 by penetration, one of possession of prohibited images, two of sexual assault of a child under 13, three of taking indecent photos of a child, three of possession of indecent photographs of a child, and six of distributing indecent photographs of a child. He was jailed for six years and three months for the assault by penetration and given lesser concurrent sentences for all other charges, ranging between one month, eight months, and two years. Ridgeway defense lawyer Julia King said her client had no previous convictions and had expressed disgust and remorse about his actions. She added, he has worked to address quite how and why he finds himself before the Crown Court being sentenced for such serious matters. He is motivated, willing and eager to engage with all relevant agencies. What are your thoughts on this? Kindly leave a comment. Today News by Lindsay Lowy A woman who escaped a man assaulting her at a gym speaks out. Keep fighting, never give up. She was assaulted at a gym in Tampa, Florida, USA. The Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office shared a video of the incident on January 22, 2023. Nash Harley Alma, 24, was walking out alone in the gym of her apartment complex when she noticed a man standing outside the door, authorities said. Alma said she let the man in because she had seen him previously at the gym. However, after she had resumed exercising, the man tried to grab her waist. As soon as he was approaching me, I pushed him. I said, bro, what the F are you doing? Get away from me. Stop trying to touch me. Alma said in the video. He started chasing me around the bench and we ended up on the other side of the gym. Said she attempted to call 911 as he pursued her. Later in the video, the man can be seen pinning Alma down on the floor as she struggled. Eventually, the man released Alma and she fled to a nearby apartment, police said. The man, ex-Thomas Jones, was later arrested the day after by sheriff's deputies. Sheriff Chad Cronister said, I was disgusted by the suspect's action, how he preyed on this young woman. He continued, this young woman's strength courage and determination are inspiring. I know that her bravery is to share the story. We impact the lives of many other women. I'm grateful that she came forward. In the video, Ms. Alma advised women to never give up. Thomas Jones is facing charges of sexual battery, false imprisonment and kidnapping. What are your thoughts?
Metro Newspapers, reported by Kirsten Robertson, Tuesday the 14th of February 2023. A woman has been rescued after being held captive in her mother's home for 20 years. Rosanalva da Silva, 39, was discovered with her feet chained and her hands tied together. Police were called to the home on Thursday in Espirito Santo, Brazil. Civil Police Chief Carlos Branga said Rosinalva's mother, who had not been mentioned, was under the influence of alcohol when officers raided the home. A man whose name was also not being released was taken into custody. The woman's only source of light was a small glass window. Uh, who was rushed to hospital was dehydrated and hungry when she was rescued by police. She is being treated for severe malnutrition. According to local reports, the 39-year-old's mother had kept her locked inside the home due to a mental illness. Her family thought the only way to keep her under control was keeping her locked in the room. Please leave a comment on our social media handles. Thank you. BBC News, February 2023, by Swastik Paul, India. An Indian woman tracked down her daughter's dead rapists. The woman from India's northern state of Bihar was told her daughter's rapist had died and the case against him closed. She questioned the claim and uncovered the truth, leading to the reopening of the case and ultimately securing justice for her daughter. BBC's Sutik Biwas investigated the tale of perseverance. Last year, in February, two men arrived at a cremation ground on the banks of Ganges, India's holiest river. They were there to perform a Hindu funeral rite. The men were logging firewood but were strangely not carrying a corpse. They reached the cremation ground, things took a bizarre turn. The men built a pair on the ground. Then one of them laid himself down on the pair, covered himself with a white shroud and closed his eyes. The other piled more wood on until only the first man's head was visible outside the cage of sticks. Two photographs of these scenes were taken. It is not clear who took the pictures or if a third person was present. The dead man was apparently Niraj Modi, a 39-year-old government school teacher. The other man was his father, Rajaram Modi, a weary 60-something farmer. He then traveled to a court some 100 kilometers away with a lawyer and saw a signed affidavit that his son, Niraj Modi, had died on 27th of February 2022 at their village home. He also supplied two pictures from the cremation and receipts of the firewood bought for the ritual as evidence. This was six days after police had framed charges of rape against Niraj Modi. Modi was accused of raping a 12-year-old girl who was also his student in October 2018. The girl had been sent when she was alone in a sugarcane field and her attacker claimed he had filmed the assault and released the footage online. Modi had been arrested soon after the complaint was lodged by the mother of the girl and was out on bail after spending two months in prison. Things moved swiftly after Niraj Modi's death last year. Two months after his father informed the court, local, local authorities 
issued his death certificate. In May, the court closed proceedings as the only accused in the case was dead. The mother of the girl suspected that the teacher had faked his death and had gone into hiding to avoid conviction. Investigations took place. It was later found that Niraj Modi had faked his death and both father and son had forged documents to get a death certificate. On 23rd of May, officials cancelled Niraj Modi's death certificate. Police arrested his father and charged him with forgery. I have never quite investigated a case like this in my career, said Mr. Passwan. The plot sounded perfect, but it was not. Court reopened the case, saying it had been deceived and misled, so the accused would escape punishment. The mother, relentless in her battle to track down the teacher, went to court seeking his arrest. In October, Niraj Modi gave himself up to the court, nine months after he had been declared dead. During the trial, he had defended himself, denying the allegations of rape. Now, he walked out of the court, downcast and restrained by a rope. Last month, the court found Niraj Modi guilty of raping a girl and sentenced him to 14 years in prison. It awarded compensation of 300,000 rubies, that is $3,628, to the victim. Rajoram Modi is also in jail facing charges of cheating and dishonesty, which carry a maximum sentence of seven years in jail. Both father and son are now facing charges related to the death certificate. The mother said justice had been carried out, but her daughter's life was shut down. What would happen to her? Apple News, February 17, 2023. How algorithms play a role in child sexual exploitation on TikTok. TikTok's popularity with young people and ability to know what users like has made it a growing venue for child sexual exploitation, according to law enforcement. One instance in Texas shows how terrifying this can be for parents. Mirror Newspapers, 18th of February, 2023, by Millie Evil man who raped and beat child to death and cut off her hand is jailed for 260 years. Marion Dan Pangaka, 54, has been jailed for 260 years after Zane Van Vick's battered body was found in a drain in South Africa. The sick killer who raped and beat an eight-year-old girl to death before sawing off her hand has been jailed. He snatched his victim while she was on her way to a sweet shop before performing the sickening act on February 7th, 2020. His actions has been described by a judge as the hallmark of predatory behavior with a purely sexual motivation. Shockingly, the mutilated body of the child was found dumped in a storm water drain on the motorway in the town of Worcester in Western Cape, South Africa, 12 days after she went missing. Body was found by a local resident and police. The evil dad had only been out of jail for five years after serving time for the murder of his own son in 2001, the court heard. The autopsy reports revealed that the eight-year-old died from blunt force trauma to her head, chest, neck and pelvic area and one of her hands had been sawn off with an unknown object. The wicked and sick man was also charged with kidnapping, incest the secretion of a corpse and absconding from parole in October 2022. The kidnapping of a child 
is every parent's fear. From calls he received, he knew how frantic her parents were and how angry the community was. His motive was purely sexual. Authorities ordered for his name to be entered into the National Sexual Offences Registry. How wicked can a man be? What are your thoughts on this piece? Leave your comments. Thank you. BBC News, 19th of February 2023, by Mega Mohan and Faye Nurse. Tinder Swindler, why stood by my abusive ex? And Leviev's girlfriend stood by him. Now she says she felt he had no choice because she was under his emotional control. Simon Leviev, the convicted con artist and subject of Netflix documentary, The Tinder Swindler whose girlfriend, Israeli model Kate Conlin, who was then his girlfriend, told the BBC she was emotionally controlled by him. Leviev sent the video to the BBC with other videos and documents about their relationship. She lies and she lies, he wrote. Of course he'll call me a liar, Kate Conlin tells the BBC. He called every woman who had spoken out against him a liar. He doesn't want me to tell my story of emotional abuse. Shibon Heyada Heyut, who legally changed his name to Simon Leviev, slipped into her Instagram DMs in 2020, and within weeks they were together. At first, our relationship was a love bomb, Miss Colin tells BBC. He was obsessed with me. He accompanied her to modeling shoots and waited while she worked. He cleaned her home and sent her long and loving messages. It was intense, but as a 23-year-old, it was what she thought love should be, she says. But after a while, the fights started. says that when he criticized her appearance, clothes, her weight and her skin, she experienced bouts of acne. She began to lose confidence. She wasn't sure what he would say next. I felt I was walking on eggshells, she says. She saw her friends less and less during the 18 months they were together. And when she did, they said she was no longer the lively, colorful and sociable person they had once known. They said I was grey, she says, looking down at her hands. After a few months, Lviv began to ask for money, borrowing thousands of dollars at a time. Up to total, Miss Collins says, of $150,000. She was already an international model who had been on the cover of Vogue Japan, Grazia Italy and Wallpaper Magazine in the UK. She was financially secured and she says she, he knew it. Levy's voice notes contained shouts and where he was asking for loans, saying that his own money is tied up in investments. In one, he shouts as he explains why he cannot pay her back. Kate, I'm a millionaire, and that's a fact. At the moment, I'm stuck. Understand? I'm stuck. Do you understand that in your screwed-up brain? That bad brain of yours. I'm stuck, Kate. I didn't steal from you. You gave it to me of your own free will. You lent it to me. I'm stuck. That's all. The Tinder Swindler, which became Netflix's most-watched documentary in 90 countries, when it was released in February 2022, alleged that Simon Leviev had conned women he met on Tinder dating app out of about $10 million. He denies the allegation. Miss Collins says she watched it while sitting next to him on the sofa. I knew it was all true, she says. 
she felt obliged to accept his version of events. According to her, it was a controlling relationship and it was easy for him to persuade her to defend him publicly. For example, on US News show, Inside Edition. He told me, if you stick up for me, people will believe me because you are a woman. At the same time, her Instagram inbox filled with abuse sent by people who had seen shots of her at the end of the Tinder swindler. People told me they wished that I could get cancer or be run over by a car and that I deserve the worst of everything because I was in a relationship with him, Ms. Collins says. The arguments between the couple intensified. On March the 29th, everything came to a head. I said, that's it. I'm leaving. I can't take it anymore. I started packing my stuff, she says. Ms. Collins says the argument turned physical. She says he pushed her. And she cut her foot on a step with a rough edge. Brought the fight to a halt. It was then that Lviv filled Miss Colleen as she called an ambulance and shouted out that nothing had happened to her. After going to the hospital, she filed a complaint against Lviv with the police. Janie Stalin, a campaigner against domestic abuse, says the picture Miss Colleen paints of her relationship with Lviv follows a familiar pattern. Coercive control is something that happens on a daily basis and it's very mundane. It's very small. It flies under the radar, she says. A lot of abusive men have never been physically violent to their partners, but they have been intensely controlling, intensely critical, belittling and making threats. It's a bit of a red herring to look for physical violence as the ultimate determination of whether an abusive relationship is abusive. We put to Lviv several allegations Miss Collin made about his behaviour, including that he had coercively controlled her and he said she was lying. In a convicted con artist, Lviv has thousands of followers on social media. He continues to post videos of himself driving expensive cars and spending time with beautiful women. In some videos, people ask for photographs with him as if he were a celebrity. He charges £82 for a personalised video and £165 for a call. His popularity concerns the Anti-Defamation League, ADL. We are seeing a glamorization of a hyper-masculine anti-woman mindset and lifestyle and is being peddled to the most susceptible, most impressionable people, especially young men in their preteen years, says Jessica Reeves, editorial director of the ADL Center on Extremism. It is incredibly dangerous because what you are saying is you can have this lifestyle too. And also, by the way, part and parcel of this is dehumanizing or generally hating women. Today has left Lviv. She's happy she's gained a bit of weight. And after almost a year without offers of work, following the release of the Tinder Swindler, her modeling career has taken off again. She now wants to tell young women what an unhappy and controlling relationship can look like from the inside. If a woman who is in the same situation sees what I've experienced and how I got out and that today I'm stronger and more beautiful than when I was with him, she will hopefully see that she can also leave. What are your thoughts about this? Kindly leave your comments at risingaboveshadowsofabuse at gmail.com Rising Above Shadows of Abuse Twitter Rising Above Abuse This has been Grace Upper for Raza Rising Above Shadows of Abuse 
Be positive and stay safe. See you on our next episode and bye for now.